Listeners, welcome back to the Inside NBA show. Wednesday's a grit and grind, baby. A weekly show previewing the games going forward, helping you win your week. As always, we're brought here today by the Standard Squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead and Bonus Bank. I'm the SC Matrix and I'm here with Filthy IFS Skitty. How's your day been, mate? Oh, mate, I'm absolutely Bugged, but who cares? I'm ready to crack in. Whenever you call me to be like, hey, mate, I need you on the grit and grind, <laughs> say less. I would more than happily take an hour out of my night to see your pretty goddamn face. So thank you for having me, mate. Mate, can I tell you when I called him, the excitement was a bit higher than that. <laughs> uh, when I called him oh, yeah. today, Skitty was pumped. So, um, look, I, I said uh, I, I gave him a few snippets about what we're going to chat today. Um, a little bit of a tip is the Charlotte Hornets corduroy. So uh, get excited. Get around Sexy. it. Uh, like and subscribe. Leave us some five-star reviews or four stars What if you like us. I don't know. On Apple and Spotify. But, um, but yeah, yeah, keep us going here. Um, on Grit and Grind today, we're going to talk about who to target in your waiver wise. We're going to talk about the hot topics in the eight games ahead. Uh, we're going to have an in-depth discussion about Miles Bridges as well, because this weekend he is off his 10-game suspension. Um, but, mate, let's just duck into some waiver wire targets. Bloody eyes. Targets acquired. Mate. I hate the Lakers, and I'm not sure anyone else hates the Lakers as much as you. Um, But the the first couple I've got here is Cam Reddish and and Rui Hachimura. Um, Cam Reddish, apart from being the best 2K player in uh, 68 overall 2K player in existence, um, look, in the last couple uh, games, he's, he's really been pretty good, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, you've got to give credit where credit's due. I thought he was... Uh, sensational last game out. He was a little bit underwhelming today, um, but then again, it was an absolute blowout. So can't really take much uh, out of what happened with the scrubs from the Lakers. I think that really falls into the same category. I mean, you can pick him up if you want. 23 and 3, you know, it looks like a nice line, but he shot 80%. If he shot bloody 50%, we're looking at 12 and 3, and it's just like, yuck. Why would I bother picking that up? But, um, if you want to fall into it, like, you know, by all means. But remember, this was a blowout. Um, Lakers had this sewn up earlier. Le- LeBron only had 22 minutes. Uh, Davis only had 26. So then they let the uh, young boys have a go. So I don't know. Seeing a player that just has, that shoots that high field goal percentage and has that many points, but then nothing else just kind of goes, eh, to me. Like, it's a ga- it's a good yeah. game, but it's yeah, not screaming pick up. The alarm bells go off a little bit, and they do take a yeah. little. That's why I wanted to bring this up. They do take a little bit away from each other, but they were the two most brought in players on Yahoo when I had a look. And yeah. all eyes are always on the Lakers. So, yeah. look, it's to be expected that when they play a good game, that they are some of the first ones picked up. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, Everybody looks at the Lakers. How many people are watching the Trailblazers and Skylar Mays at the moment? Skylar He's been a right. Yeah, no, I'm really liking what Skylar Mays is doing. I mean, I feel like until Brogdon or Scoot 
or Simon's, well, it's not going to be Simon's, but Brogdon or Scoot come back. Scotland Mays has to be rosterable in 12 10 leagues. He has been sensational. He just keeps on keeping on. You know what you're going to get from him. You know you're going to get the assists, a little bit of points, but he does a little bit of everything. So, um, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm happy to keep Scotland Mays. I unfortunately missed him in our league, which was a pain in the ass, but yeah, he, he can get a little bit of everything. I'm, I'm liking what Scotland Mays is bringing. So since we've seen Brog injured, 37 minutes, 33 minutes, 31 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, 18, 5 and 6, but assists are what you're looking at, and that's yeah, 11, that. 12 and 10. His turnovers have right. been really good too, 3, 1 and 2. Yep. So his sister turnover ratio has been through the roof. He's not afraid of a rebound. He's went and got five five rebounds in his last game. Uh, Two blocks as well. Woo. Take that from yeah, point Sky, Sky Yeah, he hadn't got a block all year, but he got two last game. So, yeah, um, yeah, good. <laughs> look, that's a, that's a bit of an outlier, but Skylar Mays is somebody you can add. Um, and looking at my boys, the Grizzlies, as soon as Stephen Adams went missing, as soon as we went on a, a losing streak, um, we've added Bismack Biombo. And since getting Bismack Biombo, we've got our two wins for the season. And Look, I'm not sure it's so much bringing Bismack Biombo in or if it's playing Jaron Jackson Jr. at power forward, but Biz has been good. The Grizz Yeah, he has. He has been, yeah, he has been good. I'm just a little bit uh, worried about now that Tillman's back as well. Um, I think that kind of caps Bismack because they do have the other big body center in Tillman. And I'm guessing, I'm not 100%, but I reckon he'll take the starting spot back once he's fully gotten over the injury, it was his first game back today, played 22 minutes at 15 and two. So not too bad. And then minutes split it with Bismack. So um, it's, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to hold, if I'd hold Bismack one more game just to see what happens with Tillman's minutes and see who gets the bulk of them. But I think Grizzlies would be more comfortable with Tillman in the starting role. As a really crazy Grizzlies fan, though, we haven't actually won a game with with Tillman starting yet. We actually yeah. haven't won a game with Tillman playing yet. And again, you're talking about those really high field goal percentage games. He shot six of seven today. Um, I think we look better with Biz on the floor. But then again, who'd you beat? You beat the Clippers when they were still trying to work in Harden and that whole schmozzle, what the fuck's going on there? And then who was the other game that you won at? Oh, I think we won one of the games against the Trailblazers. So. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> so you haven't beaten quality opposition, mate. We're missing our best player. We're missing. We're missing five of our uh, ten rotation guys last year. We have been struggling, and Biz has been all right. Yeah, yeah, Jazz are gone. Um, but <laughs> he's, been, he's been a fresh of fresh air. Can I say yeah. for the Grizz? Yeah, uh, look, I agree. I just wanted to see how the. Grizzly set, like, you know, what we say, you know, into a team orientation standpoint, doesn't mean shit. It depends what the coach is thinking, how the organization's feeling. So, I mean, look, if you want to have another gamble on biz, it's nothing like nothing wrong with that. He'll give you good rebounds, good blocks. Um, and then Tillman will try and get the points and rebounds up. So, but if it's a minute split, I feel like there's better guys on the wire, uh, center wise that you can get for those positions. So, It'll just be a wait and see. I'll take him over Andre Drummond anyway, but let's have a look at the the last three. Well, let's have a look at the last four games for the Washington Wizards. Bilal Koulibaly's played over 30 minutes in Mm -hmm. three of them, and 
he's been pretty good. He has been. It's actually been surprising. I didn't think that he would be this kind of offensive role this early. I mean, his defense was was there, but he's been showing a bit uh, offensively for the Wizards, and he's been filling out the stats in every category. So I think he should be definitely on a roster. And if he keeps up these 30 minutes per game, I can't say that changing because it seems like he's doing like a um, whoever isn't playing for the Wizards in that starting lineup, it, they just put in Koulibaly. Like, they just have that much faith in him, so like, early yep. on. So he's like a real Swiss Army knife. And if he can get the 30 minutes, he's going to bring back fantasy production, So which is good, even though the Wizards, let's just say, fucking suck. So it's all right to give him a bit of a run. Look, give him a run. He's definitely taken some minutes off Denny. Oh, oh sorry, off Corey Kispert there. Denny FD yeah. has still got that... Um, 30 to 35 minute roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's have a look. Like there's been a few injury. Uh, the injury bug has bit Miami so far. And Duncan Robinson, he is a shooter. Um, mm-hmm. 26 and 18 in his in his last couple games in 39 and 35 minutes. He's played yeah. over 30 minutes in the last four games. And the best thing I can look at with fantasy is opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. Five assists in his last game, eight rebounds okay. in his last game. Are we looking at Duncan Robinson, the 124th ranked player? I'll tell you what, mate. If you told me before that first game where he got 26, would you pick up Duncan Robinson? I'd go, oh, okay, maybe he's a three-streamer. He'll maybe get me four threes a game, something like that. But, mate, five assists and eight rebounds, a steal and a block. Are you kidding me? Duncan, are you serious? Maybe he's actually worth that $90 million contract. Fuck me, but yeah, I'm I, yeah, I'm in on Duncan now. I will happily take that if he's going to return those numbers, or not not even those numbers, but somewhat like that, just better. Th- if he gives me the four threes that I expect from him, plus a little bit extra, no worries. I'm I'm rostering Duncan until uh, Tyler Hero comes back. And tell me, Duncan Robinson isn't very similar to Red Velvet. Kevin Huerta, um, he's he's played 39 minutes, 34 and 29, shot 7 of 11 in the last game, absolutely got no, sorry, got fuck all counting stats uh, with 20 in his last <laughs> yeah. game, um, 28 and 9 in the game before, three steals, two steals. He's actually been, you know, getting a steal a game, getting yeah. three assists a game. Um, I like Red Rocket. He was drafted in most leagues and then dropped due to a slow start in the season. He is yep. one of those guys that's just going to be hot and cold all year, yeah. but he seems to be on a good tear at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's like last year. Uh, if you remember, it was like, I'm pretty sure it was like January and he hadn't done shit. No one had rostered him. And then for the next month, he was like a top 40 player where he was averaging like 20 points per game and just hitting every three in the world. But he also had a little bit more stats. And then, through March, he just did fuck all again. So it depends where we're at. I'm still just staying away for a second. For some reason, everyone can shoot well from three against the Cavs. So that doesn't surprise me that he lit it up. Same as Keegan Murray scoring 25. Like everyone just shoots well from three against the Cavs. So um, I'm going to wait and see what happens against the Lakers. I mean, I'll take a swing on it, but now Fox is back as well. It kind of, 
puts him back into just that three-point shooting floor spacing role. Um, I want to see how it goes for another game before I start doing anything drastic. Yeah, look, and we'll bring that up a bit later on um, because Cleveland play again tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. Blazers. Let, let's head into some game previews. Fuck yeah. He's heating up. You know what I like better than the game preview he's heating up is you yelling fuck yeah in the camera. <laughs> I'm the I'm a professional. You know that, Maddie. I carry myself with the utmost professional analytic respect, and that's the way I like to do it. <laughs> Mate, the first game is the Dallas Mavericks against the Washington Wizards. You've already alluded to the fact that the Washington Wizards are garbage. I expect to, I'm hoping to see a little bit more from Jordan Poole, but someone that I'm also hoping to see a little bit more from is Kyrie Irving. He hasn't really played 30, uh, yeah, sorry, hasn't really, hasn't played 30 minutes in the last couple games, even though he's played really well with, with 27 points, 35 points, 17 points, you know, seven assists, six assists, um, chips away at a rebound, gets the odd steal, uh, the 38th ranked player, I just took him in the 20s, and I've been disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not returning it at the moment, but he is having that high than low game. I don't think you can read into much what happened today against the Pelicans. Pelicans absolutely shit on him from the, like, from the second quarter. It was, it was rough from the Mavericks. Um, so, I mean, it's Kyrie. He says he likes being in Dallas, how much we're going to believe him. So his numbers will eventually come up. It's hard coming with another ball-dominant player like Luca, So um, it's just going to be able to be a bit of a ride. A, an interesting waiver wire play for this game, I don't know about you, but I think I'm leaning into Derek Jones Jr. because he is getting yeah. the bulk of the minutes there at small forward over Josh Green now. Um, I mean, shit, he's, he's a nice, you know, defensive stat kind of accumulator with some rebounds. I mean, he's not going to take many shots and get a lot of points, but I mean, for defensive stats, could go worse. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have that gamble, especially against the Wizards. I feel like he could easily give me eight rebounds, two blocks and a steal. So um, I'll definitely have a gamble on uh, Derek Jones if I've got a spot tomorrow. I don't mind it, and it could be the tale of two Derricks, I suppose, in this because we've got Derek Lively as well, also averaging in and around those 22 uh, minutes per game. I've liked what I've seen with the eye test from Derek Lively but hasn't quite returned that, I suppose, 12-team value just yet, has he? Well, I mean, I think he's he's... He's rostered in a fair amount of twelve ten legs, but I think it's a. Um, this is a. He's definitely feeding off of the fact that he has to run pick and roll with Luca. Um, that yep. would obviously make your job so much easier. Get just getting Luca to spoon spoon feed you all the time. So, um, yeah, he, remember this bloke's only nineteen, so he's still got a lot to do, lot to work into. Body's not completely filled out yet, but I think he'll be a good player. I think he can get onto a 12-team roster pretty easily. Like, if he gets your... In Yahoo, he's only 46% owned. Like, I know he got 4-6-2 really? last game. 10-1 um, and one with two blocks the game before. 6-2, uh, mm-hmm. an assist and a block the game before. 
Um, he's been the 125th ranked player. I suppose just like you think starting, like you think starting center and you just expect a little bit more. Yeah, I could see that. But also too, he's shooting at a phenomenal from the field. So I think that's also a big positive for him. And he's not killing you from the free throw line, like say like a Rudy Gobert would. I know Gobert's getting yep. more blocks and rebounds and everything, but if you if you've got a good free throw, then he's not a bad center to have because he can keep bumping up your field goal percentage, maybe blocks and rebounds. So I mean he, there's something there for him. Mate, we've probably chatted enough about Dallas and Washington. Um, let's duck Let's duck into maybe the closest game of the round uh, tomorrow, and it's New York versus Atlanta. Um, I've yeah. been really enjoying what I've been seeing from DeJounte. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I've really enjoyed what I'm seeing from Trey Young. Um, mm-hmm. The Brunson burner's been, been up and down. Julius Randle was garbage, and now he's sort of come good. Uh, what are you looking for in this one? I'm looking to see if Julius Randle can shoot over 30% for once. Uh, that'd be nice. And... Do you reckon Trey Young um, had a, had the day off today uh, purely because he didn't want to play the back-to-back and he knew he was playing the Knicks the next day, so he's like, oh, I just want to come in there and kick their ass? Yeah, I don't really know. He's been so good in, in all the games. Like, you have a look. He hasn't scored. He scored under 21 game. He scored mm-hmm. under 10 assists in only three games this year. Yep. Hasn't shot under 50%. Oh, I mean, like I'm tanking free uh, field goal percentage yeah, in a lot of know, leagues. I've Trey Young yeah. and Julius Randle in one league, so. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, you may as well do it properly. Well, yeah, you may as well trade for Zach Levine right now, mate. Just really fuck that thing up. Yeah, I will. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, I've liked what I've seen from Trey Young. I've liked what I've seen from DeJounte Murray as well. Um, he's a possible trade target because I know – Look, some people got him late in draft. Some people maybe reached for him and was a little bit frustrated with him to start the year. Uh, but I suppose 32, 10, and 5, you can't argue with that the last game. He always gets steals. He's averaging one and a half steals a game. He's got three steals in his last couple games. His turnover's been great. Like, his assist-to-turnover ratio was 5 in the last game. Um, he's been good. Yeah, he has been good. It's nice to see him... I know it's only been 10 games, but it's nice to see him looking like San Antonio DeJounte Murray, uh, where he was just, well, he was like the eighth ranked player that year two years ago. So um, maybe he just, you know, needed to fit into this Hawks system a bit more, but he's looking a lot better. Yeah, new coach, and um, and the Hawks look good. So I've, I'm a little bit high on the Hawks at the moment. But let's yeah. duck into Boston versus Philadelphia, and I know we had a little bit of a chat off air about this. Yeah. Um, if New York and Atlanta is the closest game, Boston and Atlanta is two of the big dogs at the moment. Mm-hmm. I've got a note here, and it just says Maxi's goaded. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You can't argue with that. When you have 55 and 5, whatever the hell he had, like, Jesus Christ, that was an unbelievable game. He he took the paces apart, and also, in fairness, credit to the paces for making the adjustments today and doing what they did to knock them off. Tyrese Halliburton is just fucking so good, and I'm so glad yeah. that I have him in, like, three leagues, just kept targeting him, everything. Oh, he's so good. But, um, yeah, Max is great. They looked all, they looked pretty good today. De'Anthony Melton, another another good game by him. And, yeah, I'm really excited to watch this uh, Celtics-Philly game because Philly knocked them off 
in game one. So uh, we'll see if Boston can bounce back. I'm the type of bloke that goes on a – if they're on a back-to-back, I'll kind of favour the team that's fresh. Um, So I'll be tipping Boston tomorrow. So D'Anthony Melton dropped 30 today. Yeah. D'Anthony Melton uh, went and scored (laughs) 30. So, um, mate, he's been disappointing all year, but then goes and drops a 30 bomb. Are you rushing out to get get D'Anthony? Yes, I am purely because his fantasy skill set is very, very appealing. A guy that can get you that many steals, um, can knock down the threes. I mean, the 30 points is always nice, but he can also get a couple of assists, a couple of rebounds. And what did he shoot today? He had 10 of 10 free throws. That's unheard of for Melton. That's just ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I think his fantasy skill set's just a bloody good one. And, um, yeah, he really returned it with the people that were uh, favorable to him today. Mate, how's has been a good source of threes? I don't want to delve too much in into these games because I just want to get there's into the bridge chat, to be honest. Yeah, there's nothing But Boston. it should be noted that in Philly, Robert Covington is higher owned than Nicholas Batum, except Robert mm. Covington's been getting 16 minutes and Nick Batum's been getting, let me have a look, uh, 33 minutes, 26 minutes, and 26 minutes in his last three games. You well, should Batum add get Nick over Covington. Batum did get injured last uh, last game as well, and he was out today. So maybe that has something to it, being the you know the waiver wire kind of guy. They just all flipped him, and then as soon as Covington was playing on the back-to-back, maybe that's why. But, yeah, I'd be definitely taking Batum over Covington at the moment. I know Batum has the better skill set. Uh, sorry, Covington has the better fantasy appeal. But, uh, yeah, he's just not looking like ready for the Philadelphia system yet. But Batum is. Yeah, and obviously that's coming a little bit from Kelly Oubre Jr. getting hit by a car. Our thoughts and prayers go out to him. Oh, my and God, you sexy kid. Oh, Jesus. Also, I just want to shoot out a little congratulations to Justin Tatum, Jason Tatum's dad, oh, yeah. of being the interim <laughs> head coach of the Illawarra Hawks. Um, I've just recorded an NBL podcast for you guys from Australia, so if you want to know anything about my boy Justin, just slide yeah, into boy. my DMs. So. I'm just going to um, say real quickly as well, if that bloke that hit Ubre with his car, if he did anything to that gorgeous face of his, he needs to be struck down by every single person in the world. You cannot be messing with perfection. Goddamn disgrace. It's true. It's true. Uh, let's let's go into Bucks and Toronto, two teams that have probably disappointed. And uh, Milwaukee have been a bottom five defense, according to Bleacher Report. Uh, but with blokes like Lillard, Beasley, and Payne playing massive minutes, mate, I'm not really surprised, are you? Nah, not at all, mate. I mean, geez, they just there's something wrong with the Bucks at the moment, and uh, it's not because of Giannis on the combo. That is for certain. Shout out to Matty G. You see how I pronounce that, mate? Thank you. Um, yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not because of Giannis. Um, yeah, there's just they're just not looking like the Bucks that we're expected. Like you know, we've been expecting. Um, so I'd like to see them bounce back. However. I do say that, but the Bucks, their bogey team, a bogey team is someone that always has, you know, the like, you know, the edge over them is the Raptors. The Raptors have beaten the Bucks four out of the last five times they've played them in the regular season and they have smacked them. So 
can the Bucks get over their hoodoo and beat the Raptors tomorrow? And I'm not sure they can. I mean, the Raptors have been playing the worst basketball I've seen them play for a little while. I actually just finished reading um, Alex Wong's prehistoric book, uh, The Start of the Toronto Raptors. So um, massive read. Pop on and give it a read. Uh, but, but, Pascal, but yeah, yeah, you can borrow the book off me if you want. But um, I'd love Pascal, to send it there. Yeah, Pascal Siakam's coming, coming good at the moment. He he played phenomenal. He was the, I suppose, the catalyst behind that twenty-three point comeback against the Wizards a couple of nights ago. Um, I know we're not holding the Wizards in massive esteem at the moment, but look. You've got to overcome some hurdles to come back from 23 down and go on a 22-1 run to win the game, don't you? Oh, 100%, mate. And I just want to say as well, if you sports bet, how the hell was the highest price that you gave the Raptors during that when they were down 20 was eight bucks? Goddamn disgrace. I was going to get on if it was anything around 20, and I thought eight. I went, no, no chance I'm going to get on that now, and I'm just seeing them tick back, tick back, tick back, you bastards. So, when I saw Gary Trenton shit out, I was actually I actually bet on the Wizards at at uh, oh, four dollars no. eighty. So yeah, so I was absolutely. I'd actually been messaging Braino, um, sorry, the host of our uh, one of the hosts of our NRL show and the guy that's been running our BBL content pops on the NBA on occasion. Definitely our two K stuff, but yeah, I was in mm-hmm. his DMs just absolutely talking shit about how I felt like the Gandhi of betting for betting on the Wizards that day. Yeah, that oh, bit me in the ass. Right. Yeah, bloody okay. So I've got a quick one. Do you reckon um, new Toronto starter Otto Porter Jr. Uh, is worthy of a pickup or a stream? Uh, he had 14 minutes against the Wizards the other day, started, and he was uh, looking like he was going to get the minutes, but then that closing unit with um, Boucher in there, they just rolled him, so they didn't bother bringing him back in. No. Lovely. Perfect. That's what I think, too. Um, I've had had someone tweeted me, so I was like, well, I think we'll just address that here. Cool. Um, Orlando plays Chicago. Um, When's Levine going to get traded? Fultz is still out. And Goga's been scoring well. I wish he would rebound better. Yep, I can see that, too. Um, I mean, it's still a kind of a minute split with Mo Wagner. I think I would still personally take Mo Wagner over... Goga, just because I think Mo can he can knock down threes, which I'm kind of feeling is a bit more appealing to get more points, more threes. They get about the same amount of rebounds. Goga's eh. So I, I think I'll still take Mo over Goga there. That's just me. Sounds good. Uh, we're going to brush over these because I'm just excited to talk about, talk about Miles Bridges, to be honest. Right. Um, yeah. Minnesota are playing Phoenix. Minnesota are good. They're 8 and 2. Yeah. And they're paying two dollars eighty. I I know we're not a punning podcast, but when we talk about where the bookies are, um, is a really good indication, I suppose, as to you know people are expecting Phoenix to win this game, and bookers probable. I actually think whether book yeah. plays or not tells me who will win this. Yeah, I can see that too. Again, back to back for Minnesota in Phoenix, so they're traveling. So. I would personally go with the Suns. Um, Beal still looks a little bit iffy as well, but Book makes a massive difference. He's he's a bloody good player. So um, 
I would, I'm still thinking Suns, but I can see what you're saying where the Timberwolves have got this ability just to come in, just roll people. And, um, yep. uh, so maybe McDaniels is back. We'll see how he goes after what happened today with, uh, that bit with Clay. And then, um, I'm guessing Draymond's going to be rubbed out because how the hell are you allowed to put someone in a headlock and then drag them by their neck? Uh, from the three-point line to under the ring has got me stuffed if he doesn't get fo- if he doesn't get suspended. So that'll be fun to see. Classic Mate, try. It's good. I'm glad you've been seeing my uh, my reserve grade basketball tape because um, <laughs> yeah, I have been told to meet me in the car park a few times. Um, right. Yeah, look, I agree with you. Beal's been inefficient, but good. Hasn't played with Booker yet. Which mm. look, if I'm going to watch a game, it's probably that one for that exact reason. Um, yep. As well as I, I just like. You know, you like to see the young guns, somebody like, you know, an Anthony Edwards take on somebody like yeah. a Bradley Beal. Like, it's yep. going to be exciting. Also, I think that Absolutely. Rudy, go, like, they have a much better front court. I know Kevin Durant is technically part of the front court, but, like, when you look at Carl Anthony yeah. Towns and, and Rudy Gobert against, like, what, Drew Eubanks and uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Um, yeah. yeah, like, there's, there's, it's they're both such different teams. I'm really excited mm. to watch it. Yeah, um, but, but I hate talking about LA, but um, Sacramento is playing against the Lakers. Uh, Fox is back, baby. Played all right in the yeah, last game. Yeah. Um, look, we've already talked about that rotation in LA. I'm not going to cover it too much, but look, Fox in, in 36 minutes scored 28 points, six assists, only one turnover. Look, yeah, look, it's all... Fox coming back means so much to Sacramento. A hundred percent. They look like they're, they are a different team with Fox playing. Him and Sabonis have such good chemistry. They play so well together. And it just seems like the whole team knows exactly where to be and what to do when Fox and Sabonis are running their pick and rolls. Um, if I'll tell you, Fox could go off this game if Anthony Davis spends any time off the floor because D'Angelo Russell is not stopping De'Aaron Fox. I don't care what you think. He is flying past him and he's just going to get to the ring, get to his spot, wherever the hell he wants. So They might uh, put yeah, your Fox boy Reeves on him. I don't care. Reeves is still going to get cooked by Fox. Fox is going to fuck him <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. No, so, swipe, <laughs> swipe is quick. Let's just yeah, leave that yeah. there. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your Cavs against Portland. Um, yeah. Quote Skitty. Uh, quote Skitty, 18 minutes ago, everybody shoots well for threes against Cleveland. So yeah. when I have a look at Portland, uh, Jeremy Grant's been really good for Portland. I've actually traded for Jeremy Grant in some leagues, and people think that they're doing this massive sell high. I actually think it's sustainable for the whole year what Jeremy Grant's doing. I 100% <laughs> agree until... Portland decide to um, close shop in about February because they realise that they're not going anywhere. And then Grant has a mysterious injury where he sits out for the rest of the year. But I think he can keep on doing what he can keep on doing now. Um, Darius Garland is out tomorrow as well for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So That's due to a neck strain. Yes, neck strain, yeah. So uh, I think that that would mean more minutes for Karis LeVert, and I would say the backup point guard role would be Craig Porter Jr. or Sam Merrill uh, with uh, Ty Jerome still out as well and Ricky Rubio, obviously. Uh, not with the team because of mental health issues. Uh, oh, well, personal issues or whatever the hell it is. 
Um, so, yeah, Craig Porter's out. He's an interesting one as well. If he got bulk minutes, um, he can get boards. He can get – he's a very good blocker from the point guard spot. Not a massive scorer, but he can, and he's pretty good at reading play for assists. So think like um, – uh, thing like Skylar Mays, what he's doing for Portland, but like roll, like flipped between the assists and the rebounds. That's kind of what Craig Porter can bring. So if he gets bulk minutes, I mean, that's something not to sneeze at. You know what I fucking struggle with? What's that, mate? I've not never added a guy. Night? Look, look, I've probably, I've probably played. 13 years of NBA basketball, and I'm not sure I've edited, ever added a guy in NBA ba- fantasy basketball called Craig. Like, very yeah. common name. But, like, Tory have Craig? you ever met a more – have you ever had a more average – yeah, look, I've added him in NBL, NBL fantasy, but not in <laughs> – my mate played against him when he was playing in the QBL, but, uh, yeah. yeah, look, look, just – just really struggled out a guy with his first name, Craig. Like, do you ever just like walk out? I was like, I'm Craig, NBA basketball player. Like, I just can't get around it. Like, Darius, yeah, I can get around it. Jakob, yeah. I can get around it. Craig, <laughs> yeah, it's an it's a no for me, dog. Um, All I hear when I hear Craig is, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Blue Mountain State. It's one of my favorite shows I ever. Have. Yes, and that bitch Denise, everything she said, Craig. Craig, that's all I bloody hear now. <laughs> Mate, we have just covered the eight games, and I know we're 33 minutes in, but one thing we definitely wanted to have a chat about was, yeah. look, I'm going to call it some breaking news because Hornets Do head it. coach Steve Drop Clifford it. said Sunday that he expects Bridges to play a significant role right away when he's first eligible to make his season debut this Friday versus the Bucks. Uh, quoted by Chris Winfield of the New York Daily News reports. What does yep. this mean for you? Well, mate, this is the piece of the puzzle that we wanted to hear about Miles Bridges, it was the last little bit that we weren't 100% sure of if the Hornets were going to indeed have him straight into the starting lineup or if they were going to bring him off the bench, if they were going to diminish his role, what they were going to do. But if, I mean, this is if we are taking what Clifford's saying as 100% factual, um, he can be a lying piece of shit at times. So we'll see if this comes to fruition. But what it does mean is that. I think he should be added. I have him in three leagues now. Um, I've picked him up. I've held him in one from the start in a 14-team leaguer. I have now picked him up in a 10-team leaguer. I'm going to roll the dice. We know that he can produce great fantasy numbers. He was top 42 years ago when he last played. Um, He'll get you points, rebounds. He can still play the assists. couple of defensive stats, threes, good free throw percentage, good field goal percentage. He works really well with Mallow. Um... It's going to be something that I'm going to have the swing on, mate. I uh, I can't hear an argument against it now. If he's going to come out and play 28 to 30, ramp up, get to 33, 34, I'm having the swing on him. Yeah, look, and I'm not playing fantasy basketball to have, like, the team of best blokes. So yeah. I have seen a lot of things on Twitter saying, like, Look, I'm going to back myself to win fantasy basketball without Miles Bridges. This is a fantasy game. This is fake scores. Like, 
I'm okay with adding Miles Bridges. I'm okay with trading for Miles Bridges right now. But when you have a look at those stats in the 80 games that he played in 21, 22, 35 minutes per game, two threes, um, shot uh, at 55%, uh, 80% from free throw, went and scored, uh, went and got seven rebounds per game, 3.8 assists per game, almost a steal, almost a block at two rebounds per game and 20 points. That just sounds like something I need for my team. And look, if, like you and I have held him in some leagues. I know that like you're saying, oh, I didn't get him in that league. That's probably because I got him in that one. But yeah, we've we've added him. We've went ahead and get him. I know we've talked a lot off air about it, and we're not playing good blokes association. But yep. would you trade for Miles Bridges? And what sort of the target? Uh, like, would you trade the hundredth ranked player for Miles Bridges today? I think I would go. Yeah, a hundredth ranked player. Yeah, I'd probably do that pretty comfortably. I'd rather have the swing on the upside of Bridges. I think he works well in most teams as well. Like, it's not like he, you have to punt any categories with him. He's kind of all-rounded. Um, I do want to say as well, look, we are not saying he's a good bloke. He is a no. piece of shit. We are all agreeing with that. I I don't – I keep getting told not to drop this, but you know what? I'm going to do it. He's a cunt, okay? And that's the best way to put it, but – but yes, he's good for fantasy. Told you that. <laughs> Shout uh, out to Matty G. Um, yeah. Who told you that? Shout out, Rob. Mate, Vicky Bell's going to be so proud of me. <laughs> he's seventy percent owned in Yahoo leagues at the moment. If he's on your waiver wire, you have to get him. And I would consider just sliding into the DMs of somebody that's held him for these ten games. Because we're what in week four. You've got to be a little bit frustrated of not getting anything these guys that are holding him i know i am are a little bit scared but this this steve clifford muse is is music to my ears um i suppose where i go to look and when i look at the charlotte hornets today is who it's going to impact so today the starting lineup was um was lamello ball it was teo maladon it was jt thor it was pj washington and it was marvin williams um i don't think that I see PJ Washington maybe playing 36 minutes a night. Uh, he scored 32 today, and I know I have some stocks in him. I'll probably be looking at moving him on because I probably see him losing eight minutes. I don't see JT Thor playing that many minutes. JT Thor playing 28 minutes in my head is is bonkers the way that it sits yeah. anyway. But Miles Bridges, what, do we th- expect 34 minutes a night? Because I probably do. I would think that there's going to be a little bit of a ramp-up period just to get him back into NBA shape. Uh, same shit like what happened to Harden. Harden looked pretty crap when he got to the uh, Clippers. So he hasn't played a game in a year and a bit. So um, I think he's going to, you know, they might start his minutes off a little bit low. That's probably when you buy low opportunity for Bridges going to be. If he comes in and, you know, you're seeing 24 minutes to start out with and the manager goes, I've just held him for 10 games, stuff this. <coughs> but I think... Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it might affect PJ Washington a little bit. Um, I think it kills um, Brandon Miller. I think that really hurts him, um, especially when Terry Rozier comes back. I think they can play Hayward uh, a little bit. 
at the two, possibly. Actually, they might go Miller there as well, but I think it might be a little bit of a chop and change. It's going to be really weird to see what they're going to do in this lineup, but I think it, it will be more Bridges eventually would be prioritised over Haywood and definitely Miller um, if they're trying to win games. And then to the end of the year, if they're still shit, then Haywood will obviously sit or be traded and then they'll bring back Miller in. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what this lineup because, yeah, Haywood, Miller and Bridges it could all be a bit of a logjam. Um, I think well, obviously Lamello's safe and I think Mark Williams most likely safe unless they want to try out PJ at small ball, which they really don't like doing. But they've done it a little bit more this year as well, which has been interesting. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, but I think Bridges should still definitely be rostered. Yeah, look, I like it. Um, I do think JT Thor probably (laughs) falls out of the rotation. Uh, Could be one of the other best names. And I don't want to get romantic with you, but I've actually really loved watching the the Hornets play this year. Like I'm a I'm a bit of an NBA nerd. I don't turn on too many Lakers games. I don't turn on too many Bulls games. But I enjoyed yeah, I watching Lamelo play I the today. Lakers game when uh, they're losing. It just brings a smile to my face watching them lose. Yeah, but yeah, Lamelo. Punching. Lamelo I'm, I'm punching the bottom of my desk thinking about that, mate. Hey, <laughs> uh, I think I think we are talking enough shit right now. I think that that's <laughs> probably a good time to ring the bell, um, mate. You've listened to an Insight Fantasy Sports podcast. Cheerio.